Opening up the Peacock and Williamson mailbag on this Wednesday episode as we do. Which teams have a legit shot to win the Super Bowl? Which teams are actually playing the best ball on both sides of the ball? Which coordinators could become head coaches? And who's peaking? Who could be over their peak in the very near future? All coming up on today's Peacock and Williamson. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson bring you expert NFL analysis every day in less than 30 minutes. Get an inside look into the NFL on the field and in the front office. With elite breakdowns, next-level analysis, and in-depth information only for the real NFL fans. This is Peacock and Williamson, and it starts now. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show. Brian Peacock and Matt Williamson with you at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL. Thanks for making us your first listen on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Bet BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Love all the questions. Shout out, first of all. Got to start with thanks, everybody, for all the questions. Always, we never can get to all of them, and we always have a lot of good ones and a, and a lot of fun stuff to talk about on every episode i want to start with this question matt that was actually sent to you and i was not tagged in it and i don't know who sent it or what the exact wording was but we've gotten a lot of questions like okay who are the real legit teams who could actually win the super bowl this year right and and what was the other question sent to you was it just more focusing on defenses yeah and actually several people worded them different but more or less were you know who who is best defense in the league and the, the names that were really thrown out there more often than not were of course your Niners and the Cowboys. Uh, someone asks, is it just a two horse race between those guys? Who else is in that neighborhood? Who's number one? So I, I think, I mean, the short answer to me, I think the Niners are number one. I, I have a hunch. You're not going to fight me on that. Right. But I want to talk about some others. I, I'm going to use some numbers just so people don't think I'm a homer out there about yeah, the San Francisco yeah. 49ers. And look, if you go through, hmm, this is good. Yeah. Points allowed rushing defense yards per play like everything the Niners are just first 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 mm-hmm. and this is graph form if you're watching this on YouTube and if you're not uh, I'll talk about what this graph is that is on the screen right now and Jason from uh, Jason Fitzgerald from over the cap is the one that, that brought it up and it's just a good visualization of what teams are good on what side of the ball as far as points and, and that's the end goal right is points scoring points on offense not allowing points on defense. So this graph is just... Uh, and real quick, I love that this one is relative to schedule. Yes, yes. You know, that's important exactly. here. Yeah, yeah, based on who their opponents are, right? Because mm-hmm. that's really important. You could have a really easy schedule and things won't look great. And the 49ers have played some good teams, um, have played some bad teams, and they've had a chance. We talked a lot about some teams uh, that like the... Um, the Patriots and... I was going to bring them up, yeah. the uh, Who's the other... Is the... There was an NFC version of the Patriots. Now I can't remember which team. Oh, was. yeah. There was, um, who did we come up with? Oh, the Titans are just like the Patriots. Oh, it was the, Pi- the Titans. That's what it was, right? And yeah. Like, and Belichick. And, yeah, you know, right, right. Bad teams, and they're not really as good against the good teams, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it might skew their overall numbers. But uh, I, I definitely think it's the 49ers. It's the best defense in the league. And looking at this graph, essentially, uh, the, the x-axis and y-axis are offense and defense scoring this year so how well is your offense doing is going to the right how good is your defense doing that's going up 
Ideally, you're in the top right corner. You're the yes. perfect team. You want know? to be in the top right. That's good defense and good offense. Right. As far as points and bottom left means you're bad on both sides of the ball. It shouldn't be surprising to anybody that the furthest team bottom left is the Houston Texans. And it probably shouldn't surprise a lot of people that the Eagles are among the, the furthest teams in the top right quadrant. But the mm-hmm. teams that are in the top white right quadrant that um, are – uh, among the best in the league, above average, uh, both offense and defense points allowed, points scored is the Eagles, the Bills, the Cowboys, the 49ers, the Bengals, and the Ravens. Probably not a huge shock. I think the Ravens right. might be the biggest surprise out of that group, right? Yeah, but I think a lot of that's based on they were a lot better, in my opinion, the first 10 weeks or so of the year. I mean, th- their offense is really sputtered now for a month, and even before Lamar got hurt. But the defense is really strong. Um, I think they're the worst team in that quadrant. And if you notice, the Vikings aren't there, even though they have a really good record. Or you know, right? Yeah, exactly. And uh, they have scored a lot of points, but their defense is is subpar. And we're starting to see that defense get a little bit more taken apart as the season mm-hmm. goes along for the Vikings. The furthest team on the right is uh, by by quite a bit is the Kansas City Chiefs on yes. offense, but yes. they're not um, on the the upper part for defense. Below average defense, not even yeah, an average, average defense. defense versus, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, versus schedule, regulated by schedule. So, um, but the and, and it's funny because the the team with the best defense here and everything you look at points to the 49ers being the best defense. The Cowboys aren't even the next best based on the points here. It's it's the Bills are next, then it's a few teams that are kind of tied and, and very similar with the Cowboys, the Jets, the Patriots, and the Denver. Uh, Denver Broncos, right? Yep. Yeah, and I wanted to talk and, about them a little bit. Denver's interesting because they're the worst offense, but they're top <laughs> right. offense here. And, and the Buccaneers aren't that far off of a same, a similar vibe where their offense just isn't going, but they're playing these really low scoring games and they're winning some and losing some. The Broncos are just losing them all, but the the, the Bucks are able to win some of those games. But those, both of those teams playing pretty well on defense and just not up to snuff on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah, I, I, again, if we're just asked to, if the, if the question we lumped them all together and they said, "Hey guys, rank the best defenses in the league," well, I would have the Niners one, I would have Dallas two, and this graph backs that up extremely strong for the Niners, a little bit for Dallas, but there's some others in the in the mix. But I did want to spend a minute talking about Denver because their defense has been. Unbelievable this year. And I don't know, I, I think it still stands, but you threw this out a couple weeks ago that if the offense would have just scored 18 points a game, they would have been nine and one or something like that. It was something crazy along those lines. But my point is, what if they got a little bit of help from the offense? You know, like playing with a lead for once. Yeah. How about closing out a game with a seven point lead and the the opposition has to throw in a loud Denver stadium, you know, like you never get those advantages or a time of possession. I don't know what it is, but I'm sure it's bad for Denver. You know I mean? How many times does Denver's D to stones them, goes to the sideline, opens up a Gatorade, takes one sip and is back on the field. You know what I mean? Like give mm-hmm. us a little bit of help. And I'm shocked and I'm commending Denver that their defense hasn't totally crumbled this late in the year from what they've had to deal with from the other side of the ball. The Eagles are really good. The yeah. Cowboys are really good. The 49ers are really good. The Buccaneers are really good. The Chiefs are really good. Uh, those are my answers for the teams that have a legit shot to win the Super Bowl. Bengals are also there. I would be 
skeptical to put the rest, even though, you know, versus their relative to their opponents, the, the Baltimore Ravens show up well here. Uh, I'm a little bit worried about them on the offensive side of the ball. I like their D though. Um, I do like their D absolutely. And the rest of the teams, any of these teams could win. Like the Dolphins can win the Super Bowl. The, you know, the Vikings can win the Super Bowl. Um, any of the teams that get in the tournament could win. And we see that it's not that uncommon for one of the wild card teams to go win and, and beat the other teams and, and be playing for a Super Bowl, right? Um, but if I'm laying down cash on the teams that legitimately have the best shot to win a Super Bowl, it's Chiefs, Eagles, Bills, Cowboys, Niners mm-hmm. at this point. Real quick, you have a, a nifty graph there, and I did the same thing. I went to the EPA page, and I just wanted to sort it by recency because, hey, you're a great defense in week two. I, I don't care that much anymore. I mean, the, that's the, the, those stats aren't as important. I like your graph, and I'm not as good at sharing it. But So I just sorted EPA since week 10. I just arbitrarily peaked week 10 because 10 a round number. And there were two teams I wanted to bring up that have been playing really well on that side of the ball that aren't contenders. But I really dug into the Panthers this week because the Steelers are playing the Panthers. Panthers D and the Washington D are both really hitting their stride right now, too. And it's important, right? Yeah, and right, you right. want to be a hot team in January. You don't want they to be a hot team in September. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, I like this Panther D a lot, the more research I do. And that Washington front is legit. All right, we got more questions about cool. which potential coaches are, are the hottest candidates around which is always a tough question to answer and um which quarterback had the best final season if this is brady's final season with guys the hall of famers like manning montana and Favre, and some of those guys had pretty poor ends to their careers and this isn't going great for tom brady right now as well and which decent good teams uh will be peaking and falling off into 2023 and 2024 all those and more coming up next Today's episode of Peacock and Williamson brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have the access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. All you do is you add your job to your business's profile your purple hiring frame to your linkedin profile to spread the word that you're hiring and then you utilize the 800 million wide network of potential applicants you're not going to get 800 800 million applicants for your job but hopefully (laughs) among those applicants you're going to get the right people for your job and you can use simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on just the right candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who it is that you would like to interview and eventually hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free terms and conditions apply. Have you checked out the new football podcast at Audible? We're sure you're going to love some of these. There are some really good ones. Uh, one is called Block Forever by former All-Pro offensive lineman Ryan Khalil. And you can also find a sneak peek of the new Think Like a Champion, available right now as a bonus episode on Locked On Presents. Think Like a Champion is a brand new podcast from Russell Wilson and Audible. Russ is an interesting character. He's become even more interesting as his team is performing and he is performing poorly even 
uh, versus before when he's been a Super Bowl champion. And he's you find out why what makes Russell Wilson tick here alongside co-host Harry Wilson and the late Trevor Moad. They dig into how high performance athletes, artists and leaders push the boundaries of their potential with guests like Super Bowl MVP Von Miller and NCAA champion Tim Tebow discuss uh, how to find your unique personal mission in the world. Each episode features interviews with Olympic medalists, NFL stars, and business leaders, and you can find it at Locked On Presents right now, a sneak preview of Think Like a Champion, or catch the full series available anywhere you get your podcasts. Available now, Audible gets in the game. All right, Matt, I want to talk assistance because this question is mm-hmm. always somewhat difficult to answer, and we get the question a lot. I love to it, avoid it. The, <laughs> the reason... <laughs> reason we get the question a lot is because the simple answer is we don't know it's so hard to know and uh scott says who are the best head coaching candidates among current coordinators yeah and the reason it's so hard is because teams don't want their coordinators taken away from them and it's not a very easy thing to find out and the people who know these players the best are inside the building and since we're not in 32 buildings it's really hard to know until you start hearing those hot candidates and you hear about who's going to get hired or who's going to get interviewed after the season ends for the various jobs that are out there. And I also think it's a pretty inexact science when it comes to a lot of things that happen in NFL off seasons for as smart as these guys are, as much money is involved when you talk about player scouting and coaches and hiring, it's a really, it's still kind of a weird wild, wild Westy process that there's a lot of secrecy uh, and purposeful secrecy. And so the, the ease, the simple answer is, I don't know, but I think you could probably guess at a few of them and you go find the successful teams and you go find the successful head coaches and go find who's directly under them. And those guys are going to get interviewed. Yeah. It's far from a perfect process and I avoid it because I, I know that I don't know. And how do I know that I don't know? Because I was in the walls and when you're inside the walls, inside the building, you realize who the good assistant coaches are. I mean, we had a long time dude, Bob Junko, and and he was our defensive tackle coach. He's a pit legend, and he was never aspired to be a head coach. He was a great recruiter. Like there should be a statue yeah, of Coach Junk. Yeah, you know, and but he was unbelievably respected, and no one else knew it. You know, because he's not getting interviewed. He, he doesn't want to. He's happy where he's at. I mean, and there's many many instances of that. So. Inside the walls, you know, from a media person and what we do for a living, not knowing these people as human beings makes this extremely difficult, let alone what they do behind the scenes. But I do have some candidates or or some guys to discuss. The first one I want to throw out there is the Lions offensive coordinator, but I think he's next year at this time could be a hot name. I mean, I I think that that's a, a kind of a long shot there. I'm looking at the Chiefs has... The enemy ship sailed. Um, you had mentioned Kafka off the air. I think he's an interesting one. Um, I think Ryan's is an interesting one on defense. Same with the Bengals defensive coordinator, Lou Amarillo. I always kill his name, so I just make fun of myself when I say it. <laughs> <laughs> and I also think two staffs that are going to have a hard time keeping guys are definitely the Eagles and the Bills. Let me put it this way. Yeah. If you want to become a head coach in the NFL, Go start as a quality control for Andy Reid. There you go. It's a good start. Right? <laughs> because pay him to work for him. Right. And and uh that's where that you know, that's where Mike Kafka went after he was a, a quarterback, right? 
And um, I think it was Jason Kelsey, maybe that was talking about some crazy uh, time. I don't remember who it was. Someone was talking about they were with the Eagles, Andy Reid's head coach. Then, um, like Mike Kafka is one of the quarterbacks, and mm-hmm. like Nick Sirianni, I think was on the staff as a quality control. And Mike, uh, I mean, and um, Doug Peterson's like quarterback coach. It was just like this. They're all. They're all right now when was on that staff. Coaches, and they're all together yeah, yeah. at the same time. And it's just like, oh, okay, they're just incubating coaches. The 49ers are a great example. They're about D'Amico Ryan's about to be the third uh, head coach that gets hired out from under Kyle Shanahan. So um I uh, love those pictures, and there's many of them. Like, here's the staff from James Madison in 1992, <laughs> and they have six yeah. NFL head coaches on right, there. Right. You know it's what like, I mean? Young Bruce Arians with a with a mullet, and there's right, like, right, you know, right. all these just, guys, and they all end up being his and, college and career thing, ended a year ago, you know. Right, yeah, exactly. Uh uh, uh McVeigh, Sean McVeigh's staff keeps getting poached and poached and poached. And if they're good, then they you know it's funny because Belichick continues to get poached because you look for the best coach guys under him, and like Mike Vrabel is the only one that's really been good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That group. So like, teams like, might maybe be like, ah, maybe it's maybe Bill's not passing down his magic as much as guys like Shanahan and um and Mike Shanahan and uh and, and Andy Reid are. So right, I mean, like McDermott and Tomlin were teammates at William and Mary, uh-huh. you know, yeah. like, and now they've won a ton of yeah. games. You know, like what's exactly. going on here? Right. Um, yeah, and so and getting in young, I mean, it's look, nepotism is is huge in the NFL. It oh. helps, it, it and, and it makes you better being able to grow up around it, and you get access and you get to learn things that other guys have to fight and fight and fight and fight for. And that's why a lot of head coaches don't get a, a shot until they're in their fifties, where some mm-hmm. of these other guys who are related to somebody get their shots right out of college and they get to be a quality control for some coach, and then they get to move up a lot quicker because they have the better access so a, a lot of times it's who you know look at this last hiring session ryan poles who do you hire someone he's really familiar with in eberflus and you thought oh matt eberflus that's an interesting name you don't know a lot about him but there's a connection there and they know each other from past experience um joe shane comes over from the bills who's he hire the guy from the bills for the new york giants yeah, right? Right, right, he right. Hires brian dable so look for the connections there and the, and the personal connections and you'll probably find who those next hires are going to be right or wrong so two things to add to that is one of my best buds went to John Carroll, which is in Ohio. It's close to here. Not exactly a football factory, but like five or six NFL GMs played at John Carroll. Why? I, I, mean, I mean, is there something that I don't think they have a class how to be a GM that you take after geometry, you know, yeah. like uh, <laughs> at that John Carroll. And then the other thing is this didn't occur to me because I went to media after I got fired. But one of the best things you can do for your for, as a coach is get fired as long as you get hired again because they spend so much time together. You're on a staff with 15 other coaches. You all get fired. They all go somewhere else. And all of a sudden, you're tight with your new 15 coaches. And then he's like, well, how about I, I just met this new running back coach. You should hire him. You know, So it's just a great way to network is getting hired and fired. Absolutely. And there's no shame in getting fired in this job. It's not like... You know, a lot of walks of life, man, he got fired. I can't ever hire him again. It's like, no, you're a football coach. You got fired 20 times. Who cares? Yeah. So uh, long answer short, we have no idea, but there's right. definitely some names out there. Guys like D'Amico Ryans, Mike Kafka, and, and, you know, some hot names that you start to hear. But go go look at the teams that are in the playoffs and find out who their, you know, eldest coordinators are 
or, yeah. or hot young coordinators. How about like, like some quarterback like ben, coaches, and, right? Yeah. Right, 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 uh, right. Like Ben Johnson for the lions. Their, their offense is going crazy right now. He's a young guy who's all of a sudden just like, Oh, okay. He's going to be on the radar now. Yeah. Uh, another example. Cause I happen to know a couple of these guys. It's not a bad idea to be Aaron Rodgers' quarterback coach. Like Ben McAdoo was there and then he became the giants head coach. I would yeah. GA with Ben. And then, you know, uh, Denver's head coach taking that path. And now mm-hmm. Luke Getze goes from there to uh, the, the Bears uh, OC. You know, like, mm-hmm. it's not bad to be a really good quarterback's coach. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Go find, go start as a quality control under a Shanahan or a Reed, and yeah. then go on to be a quarterback's coach somewhere and network good like start hell and, and make sure people like you and never see your family and sleep at the facility yes there you go i, I had enough of that <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> all right next uh let's talk about some of the quarterbacks that ended their careers who did it best talking brady manning montana Favre, and which teams peaking or ending peaks very near future next Today's episode brought to you by our friends at Bet Online, your number one source for sports betting, information, stats, news, and analysis. Don't forget to get informed before you make your bets, and you can do both at Bet Online. Get all the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. We're talking coaches just now, which coaches could be fired. You can bet on that at Bet Online for sure. Uh, from pro football to college bowl season to basketball to World Cup, they've got it all covered for you at betonline.net of course all of those weekly odds and super bowl futures and uh draft stuff starting to pop up as well at bet online i don't know if you and i have ever had this conversation but bet online so awesome i wish i was a cricket expert or um some of these (laughs) some of the crazy things you can bet on there i bet you can make a fortune if i knew as much about cricket as i knew the nfl i would be killing it on bet online i've tried to figure out cricket and i just don't understand what's happening I mean, any of those oddball sports is my point. Yeah. There's no way they know more than me about it. If I knew this much about cricket or e-golf or whatever the heck. Oh, that's, there. yeah, there's e-sports too. So right, right, right. talk to your teenage son about the e-sports and maybe get some inside info. Maybe make exactly. a little in the Williamson household. Sign up. <laughs> Always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. Head over to Bet Online today, the website or mobile device to learn more at Bet Online, where the game starts. Okay, Matt, really quick here. Um, this is, you know, uh, th- this is a funny question from MWE, me, Emilio. On, <laughs> okay. uh, not not me, but Emilio goes by me. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there you go. Um, if this is Brady's last season, he says, which quarterback had the better last season? Brady, Manning, Montana, or Favre? Um, I don't know if Emilio remembers Favre's Minnesota Vikings days, but it was bad. His Jets days were bad, too. Yeah, and so I have to imagine Brett Favre's end of career was one of the worst. I was super annoyed by Brett Favre's end of career, first of all, because as a young 49ers fan growing up and and those Packers teams that I hated and hated Brett Favre, Mm. and then the nonstop coverage of the retirement. Is he going to retire? Is he going to retire? And it was like every day, every summer, it felt like. It was like, this is super annoying. And Rodgers was looming, and then he's on a couple different teams. That was bad at the end, yeah. But at the end, Favre came back and was throwing more interceptions than touchdowns, and he had a couple of, you know, nice moments mm-hmm. but i think fars was pretty bad at the end and manning could barely throw he had the neck problem and uh yeah that wasn't great i would say 
Brady right now is better than both of those, even though it's not ending the way he would necessarily like. He's still chucking the ball like 40 times a game, you know, even though it's not high output, it's very, um, you know, low depth of target stuff for Tom Brady right now, but it's not a disaster. He's not falling on his face and he doesn't look like he doesn't belong in the NFL or anything like that. Right, right, right. He's still an NFL starting quarterback. Right. And in Joe Montana's days, uh, he was hurt a lot and banged up at the end of his 49ers career and then kind of a little bit with the Chiefs, but had some nice runs with the Chiefs as well and mm-hmm. made the playoffs. And in fact, I'm looking at it right now because I, I couldn't remember how it I was exactly- trying to rely on you on that last year for Montana. Yeah. The other ones I can talk about, I don't remember how he went out, you know, that final the- season. I had to pull it up. And so 92 with the Niners, he was banged up and then got traded to Kansas City and then uh, had some really good runs. And um, in 1994, his last season, 38 years old, the Chiefs were nine and five. You know, was completing 60 percent of his passes. So he was, you know, mm-hmm. he was, he was Joe I don't Montana. remember him ever bumbling and around out there. That's why. Yeah, I he didn't look. You know. He got out at the right time and, you know, he looked a little bit more brittle and he was never a big guy to begin with. So I think, you know, getting blindsided by Lawrence Taylor in the 80s, you know, yeah. it was like he was like he got blasted a little bit. Yeah, crushed him that one time. Did miss some time in the early 90s to injury, but uh, he went out, I would say, as good or better than any of them. So I'd say Montana Brady uh, above Manning and Favre. Yeah. Have to mention that Peyton did win the Super Bowl. Well, his team won the Super Bowl. He was a shell of himself, but he still had the mind. They, the Von Miller led fantastic defense, but his leadership did pay dividends, I'm sure, and in knowing where to go with football. But you're right, he couldn't throw the ball. I mean, to me, Brady's better than all those guys in their last year. And I wanted to take it a little bit of a step further. I mean, historically, this usually doesn't go well. You know, Joe Namath was a, was a Ram for his last year. And, and there's a lot of those where great Hall of Famers, you, you'd like to erase that last year from your memory. And so, you know, Favre is certainly probably one of those as well. But I wanted to go with it is the recent ones. I mean, Eli, Breeze, Matt Ryan this year, maybe Matt Stafford this year, Ben, um rivers wasn't bad i mean rivers last year was acceptable but he probably got out right before it was bad but i mean the this next group of guys that are going to be hall of famers or near hall of famers that last last memory of them wasn't so fond i mean eli's getting benched you know things like that yeah like thinking of like joe namath back in the day kind of like tiptoeing around is like you're old get out of it you know it's like a (laughs) lot of these guys hang on just kind of that year too long and then remind themselves oh man okay yeah i think it's time to go and you and you start to get pushed out yeah oh a good one though is elway because elway would was elway was josh allen for people don't know i mean as a young bucking bronco and i said bronco on purpose he was as talented as anyone on the planet and would always take his teams to the playoffs. And everyone's like, this guy's a loser. He keeps losing Super Bowls. And I always urge people, I'm like, name me some Broncos Elway played with. They'll be like, oh, those three amigos. I'm like, well, who are the three amigos? Can you name me the three amigos? You know who Ricky Natiel is? A- anyway, but then he'd be, he transformed himself and he got kind of rickety like an old gunslinger and more bow-legged and couldn't run like he used to. And handed it off to T. Davis and Shanahan and won the Super Bowl and showed a little humility. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, I don't have to be a rocket launcher. Three Amigos. That's a good reference there. And yeah, <laughs> right. I can't like name Mark those three Jackson. Amigos. The only the only three Amigos I can name is uh, Martin Short, Chevy Chase, and uh, who's, who's the other? Steve uh, Martin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. 
Good in stuff. The, in, uh, the, in the singing bush. <laughs> <laughs> apologies, to, apologies to all the questions we did not get to appreciate all the listeners out there and all the questions we get. Always feel free to drop us one any old time or respond when we ask for those questions every week on our mailbag segments at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL on Twitter or drop one in the YouTube comments. Matt and I back tomorrow. It's Thursday already, and we'll be getting ready for Go. the week 15 schedule, including that Thursday night football game. We're going to start having some Saturday games, too, to talk about, Matt. All that coming up this week on Peacock and Williamson.